pretentious foodies, horrible kitchen etiquette, and a perfectly good batch of s'mores ruined. I watched The Menu, and this is Slasher Sports Cinema. They say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for is not for shedding. We all go a little mad sometimes. God, it knows I'm here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Slasher Sports Show with Billy Graves. Greetings all. It is Slasher Sports Cinema. I am Billy Graves, or so I am told. That's right, your master of mayhem. I don't like giving myself nicknames. It's stupid. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to edit it out, though. Accountability is a big thing for me. But I do thank you for joining me on Slasher Sports Cinema. Uh, if you would, please like and subscribe. Drop some comments. Uh, I want to talk about this movie. The menu. You know, it's not your typical, not your typical horror flick. You think about, you know, oh, I'm just deathly afraid. I had a conversation with a good friend earlier in the day. She says she doesn't like horror films. And there's no way around it. She doesn't like being scared. I said, well, think about this, though. Horror doesn't necessarily denote fear. Sometimes it's the strange and unusual. Isn't that what Lydia Dietz told us? I myself am strange and unusual. Sometimes that's what it's about. You know, if you've got vampires and werewolves, they could be... You know, in a comedy, it's still a horror comedy because of the lore and the characters used. Don't gatekeep horror. It's not jump scares and slashers and and dread. Sometimes it's the Adams family. You know, sometimes it's the Munsters. There's nothing to be scared of there, but they are horror families. The menu, though, I went into this thinking that it was food horror. And no, I'm not talking about, like, the human centipede, different kind of food. I went into thinking, I went in thinking something more along the lines of that scene in uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where they're being fed monkey brains and snakes and eyeball soup, but darker. It's not what I got. Not what I got at all. But this thing was directed by, I believe it was Mark Mylod. Yes, it was Mike Mark Mylod. He had done a lot on the big screen. He's um, he's done a lot with Game of Thrones, Shameless. He did a couple of episodes of Minority Report. But I mean, he's got. You know, the I, I like to call it that second tier 
of TV. You know, it's not your, it's not directing an episode of Seinfeld, right? But it's, you know, Game of Thrones was like a little mini movie every week, wasn't it? Shameless is like a, just a dramedy, but almost a small time flick. Almost like a short film, maybe a little longer than one. So these are like, you know, better, bigger budget TV shows. You're not going to have your canned laughter in there or anything, but it's still not on the feature film level, which he does have a handful of those, maybe a little less than a handful. But I think he did a really good job here. I don't know who cast this film, but I love the cast. Okay, it's very Agatha Christie-esque cast on an island where you know mystery clouds are looming overhead. Let's talk about this cast. Ray Fiennes. Fuck. What can you say about Ray Fiennes? Constant Gardner, Schindler's List, Voldemort. Is Harry Potter considered a horror? I think you got to consider Harry Potter horror, like fantasy horror. It checks all the boxes for me. But you got Anya Taylor Joy. She's uh, the the female lead in this film. I don't want to give any. First of all, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not an expert on acting. If I was, I'd be acting and not talking to you, Yahoos, right? You know, you're going to know Anya Taylor-Joy from The Queen's Gambit or Split. I prefer to think of Split because that's where I was introduced to her. And it's just a film that I like more. Uh, James McAvoy was really the shining star of that one. So Anya Taylor-Joy got overlooked a little bit. Maybe The, the Queen's Gambit was her breakout. I don't know if it was her breakout, but it definitely put her on the universal superstar scale. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt was in that film Warm Bodies. A little zombie flick. Zombie love story. That's a horror film. I don't care what anybody says. Cheesy romantic bullshit, but it's a horror film. He was in uh, Mad Max Fury Road with Charlize. He played one of those X-Men. I don't Listen, if you know me, you know I don't watch superhero flicks. I just don't. It's not for me. It is not for me at all. But I'm pretty sure he was one of those one of those creatures in the X-Men. Might have been a bad guy. I don't know. Hong Chao. Okay, let's talk about Hong Chao for a minute. And I'm not even going to touch on the acting. Hong Chao is the American dream. Okay. She plays Elsa in this film. And if I may say so, is the most badass character in this film. The very best. And I'll put her up against anybody. But she was born in Vietnam. Okay. And her parents basically fled Vietnam in the late 70s, early 80s. As refugees over into Thailand. Uh, big shout out to our Thailand listeners, by the way. So what the crap. Okay, I'm just showing out there. But her parents fled to uh, Thailand. A church in, I believe, Louisiana sponsored uh, Chow and her family 
to you know to, to come over as refugees. Didn't speak a lick of English, but she learned in school. You know, she was helped out a little bit to get through college. And to come from that background and to make it to where she is today, hats off. Hats absolutely off. She was in the film Downsizing in 2017, and uh, she got nominated for some Academy, no, some Golden Globes. Nominated for some Golden Globes, like Best Supporting Actress. That's not a, you know, that's not a small thing. Okay, that just just think of the level of accomplishment that one's got to feel, knowing where they came from, the situation, not the location, the situation they came from. Thailand is a beautiful country, and I do think I want to retire there, if not for those goddamn tsunamis. doesn't matter, though. This is about uh, Hong Chao. Hong Chao, you are a bad mamma jamma, and that's all I got to say about it. Did you got Janet McTeer, uh, a British gal. She was in uh, like Tumbleweeds, Allegiant, um, Trying to think of the films before I, you know, put my own preferences out there because honestly, the the role that I think about Janet McTeer in is an Ozark. She was a uh, Helen, Helen, Ellen. She was Ellen or Helen in Ozark, and that's probably my favorite thing she's been in. Didn't. Fantastic job in that show, as did everybody. Her on-screen pairing is with Paul Adelstein. Paul Adelstein is... He's been in a lot of stuff. You've seen him, guaranteed. The role that I remember him most from was in Prison Break. He was uh, Paul Kellerman. I remember that name like the back of my hand. Paul Kellerman was a guy who basically was chasing down uh, the son of one of the main two characters and turned out to be more helpful. Uh, You know, I think that show um, found that, you know what, we got to keep this guy around. We're going to make him a good guy because he was a bad guy, but it became so, like, such a good character. They did that a couple too many times in that series. However, thought it was a bang-up job. One of my favorite series of all time, Prison Break. And Paul Kellerman is one of my favorite characters because he went out like a fucking champ. That's Paul Edelstein. Paul Edelstein. And then we got Johnny Legs. John Leguizamo plays the aging actor. Um, I don't know that I ever got the name of his character. But he was an aging actor. I don't know if, if I should say aging. He's not an aging actor. He still looks fairly young. Um... But maybe he's an actor that's just kind of lost his shine a little bit. Because that's what dancing shoes do. They lose their shine. And his on-screen partner is Amy Carrero. I only know Amy Carrero from um, that TV show also about cooking with uh, with Haley Joel Osment's sister. Emily Osment. Young and Hungry, I think, is the name of the show. And then, of course, you've got Judith Light. And it almost pained me to see Judith Light in a role that was so minimized. She had nothing going on. She was literally just 
the the scorned wife of this old dude who gets fucking finger chopped off. Judith Light deserved more, and I wish she would have been able to show him who's the boss. No pun intended. But like I said, Agatha Christie S. Cast, because I'm thinking about, you know, the, the Kenneth Branagh films. Actually, no, screw it. All the Agatha Christie films. There's always, and I'm thinking especially with Death on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express, the ones that were redone by Branagh, but also had films done back in the 70s, 70s and 80s. I think 70s. But they had star-studded casts. But sometimes they were actors who, like, we knew they were badass, but they weren't, like, headliners. Thinking about Agatha Christie's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Angela Lansbury. Talking about Olivia Hussey, Betty Davis, George Kennedy. Damn, what, what casts they put together. But anyway, everybody just got far too much money. On, you know, on, on this island, okay, this cast is just full of rich yuppies and food critics, and they're just ridiculous people, okay, okay, and they, they've bought their way onto this island for some absurdly extra dishes cooked by the kitchen army of Ray Fines, okay. And who are these guests? Well, we've got an actor who's worn out as welcome, Johnny Legs, and his assistant Amy Carrero. We got a trio of tech yuppies, all right? Rob Yang, Arturo Castro, and Mark St. Cyr. Got a couple of foodies in Janet McTeer and Paul Adelstein. Well, really, McTeer is the foodie, and Adelstein is the editor for the magazine. Then, of course, we got the old couple who like are apparently returning patrons, and that's Judith Light and Reed Bierney. But we've got these. Everybody's got their own little micro story, okay? There, there's sub-stories going on, I guess you could say. With, with Rob Yang, Arturo Castro, Mark St. Cyr. You know, these are the, the tech yuppies. There's a, a specific chapter, and, and that's what happens. This film is kind of geniusly broken down into chapters, but the chapters are marked by dish, by the course of the meal, Right? first course is this um but you kind of compartmentalize what happens in this film by remembering the course if that makes sense but there's a specific a specific time when you just know things are going wrong things look a little bit spooky because it's taco tuesday and on the tortillas Guys, I used to have this toaster, and the toaster would burn in a Milwaukee Brewers logo into the side of the bread. Thought it was the greatest thing ever. Turns out it was the dumbest thing ever because you'd have like this white outer part of lightly toasted bread and this completely burnt inner part with a big M on it. I don't know. I had too much money like these guys, I guess, so I bought a toaster that would burn a logo into my bread. But they kind of did the same thing with the tortillas for Taco Tuesday. But on these burnt tortillas, there's some incriminating evidence. 
can't really call it evidence because if you eat it, the evidence is gone. But on these yuppies tortillas, they've got little transactions, like little spreadsheets of transactions that are illegal. On the old couple, you see a burnt image of the old man with a completely different woman, a mystery woman. Judith Light wants to know who's that woman. On Johnny Legg's tortillas. It's like a playbill. Not really a playbill. Well, kind of a playbill. Of a film he did uh, about being a doctor. So it's like, okay, these are all personalized. Who doesn't want personalized tortillas, right? I know I do. What would go on mine? I don't even know. Probably be all my sense of spending. Hmm. But anyway, that's uh, you know that's who we have on the side characters. And then there's the young couple that we know nothing about. Okay, and that's Nicholas Holt, Anya Taylor Joy, or at least we don't know anything at first. What we do know, what we do know, is Nicholas Holt was an original invitee, and his date. Well, she'd broken up with him. So he had to get a new date. And who was his date? Anya Taylor-Joy. And it was a little bit off-putting. A little bit off-putting. When they walked onto the pier and Elsa announces everyone and she says, Mr. So-and-so and Miss Wrong Name. No, I am not this person. I am Margot. Oh, our apologies. Well, there's already the thing, but it's kind of understandable, right? Like the, the the reservation was originally for one person. Now it's for a different person, but it comes up later. It's, it's important. It wouldn't be there if it wasn't important. If there was ever a film that showed that the journey is more important than the destination, it is the menu, okay? The journey... The suspense, the events unfolding that lead to the culmination is masterful. It is masterful. And I don't like to even give that much credit because there are times where I'll give something a second watch and I'm telling myself, yeah, maybe I didn't like that as much as I thought I did. Maybe I was just hyping myself up, but no. No, the culmination, I can only really compare to the likes of, of Midsummer. I got mad Midsummer vibes from this film. And I know there are going to be other, other opinions on it. But if, if you watch this film and you don't get Midsummer vibes... Tell me. Tell me why I'm wrong in the comments. But this is a beautiful film. It's mostly indoors. How could it be that beautiful, right? But like the visuals of the of this kitchen, like the, the close-up shots of the food, it's almost like watching the food channel. And there's just drama going on around, right? But the, the dialogue, everybody at, at these separate tables 
has their important dialogue. There's no unimportant character in this film. Now, I guess you could argue the, you know, the, the, the kitchen army because, you know, they have very few things going on except for looking busy in the back. But all of the patrons have important dialogue and you cannot watch this film and not listen to every word that's said. There's no unimportant detail in this film, which that makes it even more masterfully done. And like I said, the chapter titles in the form of menu items, again, genius. I, I love that. It's a different way. I've always been a fan of Tarantino and the way he breaks his films up into chapters. And they did that masterfully here. But, you know, the, the status of all those visitors really takes a backseat to the reputation of Chef Slowick. Okay, Chef Slowick is Ray Fiennes. And you think about TV shows like Iron Chef or Hell's Kitchen, where everybody has to respond with, yes, chef, no chef, thank you, chef. Well, not only that, but Slowick, he commands that attention of his, of his crew and his patrons. He does it with a clap of the hand. And almost like when a stranger calls at the beginning, when those phone calls start getting louder and louder, raising the tension level. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like the claps did that, that same thing. Don't eat. Savor, he says. And of course, this is something that the... Um, you know, the, the foodie community and all their embellishments are going are gonna to cling to. Yeah, you have to savor the food. Taste it. Let it melt in your mouth, not in your hand. I don't know. But Hong Chao plays Elsa, and she's probably, aside from our lead actor, Ray Fiennes, and our lead actress, Anya Taylor-Joy, the most important character to me. I don't want to spoil anything here because this is a preview for all intents and purposes. But, oh, Elsa. But the chef knows everyone there, okay? Hence the, the tortilla deal. At first, it's almost flattering, okay? You go to a you want to go where everybody knows your name. All right, cheers. But you want to go where everybody knows your names, what you like, and never really sets in that this is a little bit creepy until it starts getting creepy. But hey, another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. There's a big turning point. And that turning point is what sets everything in motion and when the shit hits the fan. And I hope that when you see it, it's like a bullet to the brain. But the menu is in theaters right now. So go check it out. Podcast listeners, our link tree is right there in the episode description. YouTubers, find the same link in our banner. Uh, catch all of our content from Slasher Sports college sports to finding activities to do in your communities uh, to dark and slippery floors of slasher sports cinema 
Now go forth and may you drink the blood of your enemies from the skulls of their children.